Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. It has been a fucking while. We will talk about that in a moment. Coming at you from tonight is August 24th, Wednesday, August the 24th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Steamy Brooklyn, New York. Um, <clears throat> my hot take tonight has to do with the Boston Red Sox, the sad sack Boston Red Sox. And my hot take is, is that if any of you out there have re- re- resisted the desire to put a time of death on the Red Sox baseball season for 2022, <clears throat> you can mark down the date. 824, uh, 2002 at 7.06 when Bobby Dahlbeck walked out onto the field as the starting shortstop for the Boston oh. Red Sox. Oh no, what happened? <laughs> That's right. Bobby Dahlbeck, who is at this point like our fourth first baseman, um, is our starting shortstop tonight. And if there was ever a sign of a team throwing in the towel, that's it. Um, I don't know what happened. Xander Bogarts is banged up. Uh, Christian Royal is banged up. Um, Kike Hernandez could play shortstop, but he's maybe he's at second base. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a sad state of affairs. And the Red Sox have been floundering for a long time. And, you know, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet, um, but they're really not playing like a team. They're not being managed like a team that's trying to win games. Um, they're not being, you know, they're not playing like a team that's trying to win games. They're, they're done for the season. They're not trying anymore. They're in last place in the AL East. Yeah. Yeah. Seven games out of the wild card. The third wild card spot. The, the third wild card spot. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. Um, and you know, they just, they've been playing bad ball and they don't seem to care very much. So. Yeah. What is there to look forward to? Um, I don't know. It's been a tough season. Uh, and you know, I know that earlier on this podcast, I was calling for Haim Bloom's head. Um, and I'm actually going to change my tune on that because I think that uh, I'll give him one more season. Um, what, what's what's making you change your tune? Well, I feel like I'm being a little bit of a spoiled bitch here. You know what I mean? Like it's okay for a team to rebuild for a little bit, but for a team like the Boston Red Sox, like after this season, um, we're going to see a lot of, you know, kind of the tail end of the Dave Dombrowski era is going to be coming off of our payroll. Yeah. Um, and so this next season will be the first season that can be 100% solely uh, attributed to High and Bloom. So I'll give them next season. Okay. The thing is, though, is that in my, you know, in my baseball lifetime, basically, like the Red Sox have had some pretty bad teams and some bad seasons. And there's been a lot of like heartbreak, whatever. Sure. Um, it's never really taken this long for them to, you know, I last year 
went to the DS. That was amazing, but it was a total anomaly. And like, you know, you we called that from people were punching way above their weight class. And it was just, you know, we came into this season a worse team than we were last season. And it's just hasn't worked out. So I'll give him next season. Um, but he's got to be done after that if he can't put some shit together because, you know, he doesn't have the confidence of the players, um, it seems. And nobody knows what the fuck he's doing. There's like all these rumors of like factions in the front office and it doesn't seem to be being managed very well. Um, but I will, I'll call off, you know, I'll, I'll lay off calling for his head until next season anyway. Okay, that's fair. What does it say about sports fans? Maybe not even specifically Boston Red Sox fans. I think this applies to sports fans in general, that because of last year's overachieving that the Red Sox did, they came into this season with generally high expectations and have fallen short of those expectations. When you should have seen the underlying problems where you you called it pretty early of, nah, this team's got serious flaws. Well, to be fair, I call the Red Sox to win the AL East every single year, regardless of the product that I know is out on the field. Yeah. So that's just going to happen. Right. Um, But, you know, nobody was blind to the fact that we had no starting rotation and no bullpen this season. Um, And, you know, people have been playing, you know, Michael Walkers had a really good year. but, uh, you know, Michael Walker's had a pretty good year. Pavetta's been up and down because he's an up and down guy. Rich Hill has pitched okay for a guy who's like 60 years old. Uh, <laughs> but there's, you know, that's not a that's not a championship rotation. Nate Evaldi's been hurt. And, you know, he's been our workhorse for so long. He's going to break down at some point. Yeah. Chris Sale is just completely made of glass. And it's just, you know, you can't you can't put that out there never improve on it and just be like okay guys this is what we this is this is where we're going with this season and then be like oh yeah well you know i thought we would win some games or whatever right we thought we would compete with the best teams and i mean this has been true for years and years but the al east is really fucking hard yeah yeah especially now with the baltimore Orioles apparently being good right and it's hard to like get swept or you know drop two or three to a baltimore orioles team that has a 40 million dollar payroll when we're above the luxury tax you know what i mean yeah that's a tough pill to swallow um and high and bloom doesn't seem to get that so that's interesting that's interesting um and i think that maybe he just is has a hard time with the larger market like i think that maybe he doesn't understand that it's not okay to just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks, you know? That's his philosophy. You, right. You need to have a contingency of like, you need to be able to win some fucking games. You need to be able to beat the Baltimore Orioles. You got to beat the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> um, and if you're going to like put Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop and look me in the face and be like, oh yeah, this is the best team we can put on the field, then, you know, you're not going to last long in Boston. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But I'll give him another year. That's very generous of you. This season is over, though. Okay. Yeah. As a Bobby Dahlbeck starting in the 
shortstop position. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, like I said, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. And my hot take is, so I'm a White Sox fan, right? And the White Sox fan, White Sox are exactly two games better than the Red Sox right now. So they're also not doing well. And they are also playing the powerhouse Baltimore Orioles, who beat them last <laughs> night. <laughs> The invincible Baltimore Orioles. Invincible Baltimore Orioles. Um, So I'm going to talk a lot of shit about the Chicago White Sox, but I wanted to start off, you know, with a little bit of a silver lining. So my hot take is actually that White Sox center fielder Luis Robert is Mm -hmm. quietly having a really, really good season. Okay. Um, He's been hurt a lot, and I'm bringing this up because – Maybe we'll talk about this later in the episode today. When the Nationals were shopping Juan Soto, mm-hmm. a lot of White Sox fans were saying we should include include Luis Robert in a package to try to get Juan Soto. Right. Put a put a package around Luis Robert. Yeah. And that's saying like that makes sense. Like Juan Soto's way better right now than Luis Robert. They're also like roughly the same age. Um uh, so I'm not saying that those fans were wrong, but I'm saying we should not fucking give up on Luis Robert ascending to all-star or superstar status in Major League Baseball. Right. Um, right now, like, he's got a 2.8 war in 2022. He's hitting 305 batting average. He's got... His, his home runs are way down, like every Chicago White Sox. And I know I've complained about, like, we need to fire our hitting coach. Frank Nelson's right. got to go. Like, like, Robert needs to be a home run hitter. He's stuck at, I think, tw- yeah, 12 right now for the season, which is bad. But other than that, he's hitting 305 batting average, 340 on base percentage, 799 OPS with an OPS plus of 125. He's also an elite center fielder. For a Chicago White Sox team that's bad defensively, he is a very, very good center fielder. Right. Um, and so, like, I just I think that we've overlooked he can steal bases. He should be hitting for power. He's learned how to hit for average. Props to Luis Robert on what otherwise has been a frustrating season on the south side. Right. Uh, And I think, you know, if we get Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson's on the IL, he'll be back. I like Eloy Jimenez, but I would rather keep Luis Robert if it's like an either or situation. And didn't you sign one or both of those guys to like a long-term deal? Yeah. They're both signed to long-term contracts. They both are. Yeah. Uh, for And they've both been hurt a lot. And they've both been hurt a lot, right? There's right. Been, somebody needs to figure out what's going on in the training room with the White Sox because everybody keeps 
fucking pulling their hamstrings on right team ground balls to first base. Um, yeah, I kind of wish that I'd brought that up later because that's kind of a good segue into our headline. But oh yeah, what I really want to get into, and I feel like you're burying the hot take here, Joel, which is, is that, and I know this because we've talked off off recording, sure. but I know that you have turned on your boy Tony Larusa. I have turned on my boy Tony Larusa. Yep, I'm done with it. Right. So talk about that a little I'm bit. Is it the O2 intentional walks? Is that what it is? That's like third on my list. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I've turned on Tony Larusa and I've always been offensive on Larusa because for reasons. I started turning on him, and I think I told this on our last podcast, when the White Sox, when I, I've gone to eight White Sox games this season, and they're seven and one. And the last game I went to, they lost to the Colorado Rockies because of Tony Luz's dumb fucking bullpen management. Uh-huh. And and the folks on the on Twitter who defend Larusa keep blaming the players. But then what the fuck is the manager's job? Like, right. We're 120 games into a 162-game season, and the White Sox are underperforming. And Tony LaRusso keeps being like, no, we're fine. No, we're not. Like, do something, right? Like, right. do anything. Um, and he, uh, here's my hot take about – I got two hot takes, okay, and they're contradictory. <laughs> hot take number okay. one, if we had – a basset hound managing the Chicago White Sox, they'd have won five more games than they have. Ooh, that's a pretty hot take. That's my hot take. Just a, a basset hound sitting on, like, walking on a keyboard that makes random decisions? <laughs> Put a cute little White Sox hat on the dog. That's your manager. Yeah. Or like a computer pro. Like, what if no matter, I, I was thinking about this, this is going to be a stupid thing to say. Like, no matter, like, let's just say, no matter what, our starter pitches seven innings, right? If he's throwing a no-hitter, if he gets lit up, it doesn't matter. Pitch him seven innings, and then you've got, no, pitch him six innings, then you got a seventh-inning guy, an eighth-inning guy, and a ninth-inning guy, and they're set. Right. Okay. We would have won five more games if we just did that because Larusa does dumb shit with the bullpen. Right. You know. Now Joe Kelly has been trash for us, which makes me really sad because I like Joe Kelly. Right. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think he might have come down pro pro Trevor Bauer. Oh, you think he does? I think he. I think he might have. But that might have been like at the beginning. That's too bad. I just like him getting into fights and trolling the Astros and shit like that. Anyway, yeah. he's, he's been a disaster for the White Sox this year. Yeah. <laughs> Graveman's been good, and he- Kendall Graveman's been good. Liam Hendricks has been good. Like, Graveman should be our eighth inning guy. Hendricks should be our closer. But, right. like, Tony doesn't do that. Tony does weird shit. And then the other thing is with the lineups, he's obsessed with like, 
righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. And uh-huh. so shit guys in just to go righty, lefty, even though the new rules are a pitcher has to face three batters. So you don't have the 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 loogies anymore. No, but that's why you that's why you do righty lefty righty lefty. But it seems like an extreme to take it to a point where you're going to put a guy in there who's not in a great spot in the lineup just because you might get a favorable matchup in the eighth inning. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something that I've noticed about him too. And then here's the thing I want to talk about. I'm going to swing it right back to these O2 intentional walks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's done it because multiple times now. He's well, done it one, twice this I season. Think one, two intentional walks, but yeah. One and two. One yeah. and two. He keeps after both times, he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Anyone else would do that. Everyone else, the numbers are clear. Everyone else. Nobody would else would do it. I have literally never heard of anyone else doing that. Like, it's the most ridiculous defense because. I've never read anything about anyone else doing it. I've never seen anyone else doing it. Like maybe if it was a scenario where it was like to load the bases, you know, right. or in the late, like, cause you need a force out at home in the late innings or some shit like that. Maybe. But like, after you I mean, get two strikes, if you've got a guy on two strikes. Yeah. You strike the motherfucker out. Oh my God. Yeah. So um, but I just don't get his defense. It's like. Right. And I think, okay, I think he is in his head imagining that he's projecting a sense of calm and control. Right. But from my perspective, he is being completely non responsive to a team that has severely underperformed. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't really even feel like the Red Sox have necessarily underperformed this year. I want to say that, too. Like, given what we've been working with, this is about where we should be, I would think. The White Sox have underperformed. You know, you can say there have been injuries and things like that, but again. There's always injuries. Yeah, there's always injuries. Yeah. The GM deserves blame everybody deserves blame but i'm done with i'm done with tony lalusa when's his contract up fuck if i know i don't even know what kind of contract he has like 10 years from now well it's just like he's best friends with jerry reinstorf so right reinstorf is not going to fire him he's not going to get fired you go to white Sox games they're chanting fire tony at right like every game or Everything I've watched, yeah. I've I've stopped watching because I've gotten so mad about them like losing to Cleveland six to two over. <laughs> I still like watching the Red Sox games. They're frustrating though. Right. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We had this stretch where it was I wanna say Kansas City, Texas, Kansas City, Oakland. Uh-huh. Like, we have the four worst teams in the American League. And yep. we five and six. Oof. Yeah. It was really tough. Really tough. 
Uh, uh, last I checked on Fangraphs, the White Sox have a 37% chance of making the playoffs. Really? Yeah. And the Red Sox have like a 1% chance of Right, because the White Sox are, could win the division still. <laughs> right. That's crazy. The White Sox have a worse record than the Orioles and a way better chance of making the playoffs. I'm going to check huh. right now. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, no, it sucks for you guys. I apologize. Because we're not a good baseball team. No, that's fine. I mean, you know, I don't think that we deserve to be in the playoffs this year. Okay. No, wait, this is old. I was like, what? So how many games out are you of the... Five games out of the um, wild card. Uh-huh. But less than that for the division. Two and a half. No, three games out of the division. So the worst... Four third games. place, the third wild card team at this point, which is the Seattle is a game better than Cleveland. Seattle is the third wild card. Cleveland is the AO Central leader. Seattle is a game better than Cleveland. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your division sucks. It does suck. It's so bad. Although there's a fucked up scenario in which Cleveland, Minnesota, and Chicago all make the playoffs at like 86 and 76 or something like that. Huh. Depending on... So right now, the AO playoff, Houston, Yankees, Cleveland, and then the wild card are one Tampa Bay, two Toronto, three Seattle. Baltimore was the first team out at two and a half behind Seattle. And then you've got Minnesota, Chicago, Boston. Right. So yeah. the thing is, the thing that kind of bums me out about the Red Sox and the way they're playing right now, they're really, like, there can be some joy in playing spoiler. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there just doesn't seem to be that on this team. Like, we're playing the, we can fuck, we can fuck the Blue Jays so bad. and. Yeah. We don't seem to be caring about that. Yeah, that is frustrating. Because, um, you know, baseball's still fun. It can still be fun. You just got to try. And these, you know, the, the guys are dejected. You can just see it. Alex yeah. Cora's growing his beard back. Like, it's, it's a shit show. <laughs> what it's a fucking shit show over here. Okay. <laughs> so as of 825, um, the White Sox are down to 29% chance to make Yikes. That's the lowest I think they've been all season. Uh, the Guardians, Cleveland Guardians are at a 72% chance to, okay. and 64 to win the division. Right. Whereas the Tampa Bay Rays are at a 79% chance to make the playoffs, but only a 1% chance to win the division. Right, Yankees are so far ahead of everybody. Even though the Yankees have been really bad, which is yeah, one of my few bright spots of baseball this month. So the yep, the Yankees <laughs> so bad, <laughs> which I fucking love. Mariners, shout out to Thomas. Mariners are at eighty-seven percent chance to make the playoffs. 
Really? Yeah. How is that higher? Because they could still win the division? No, they have a 0% chance to win the division. Hmm. Going to get a wild card spot. But how do they have a better chance of getting a wild card spot than the Tampa Bay race just because of strength of schedule? Strength of schedule. And yeah, they're, they're a game and a half behind the Rays, but it must be strength of schedule. Right. Yeah. Because the Rays still, because the Rays and the, the Rays and the Blue Jays, here's the question. How often did the Rays, Blue Jays, and Baltimore play each other? I don't know, but the Rays and the the Red Sox play almost only AL East opponents the rest of the season. So the AL East is going to beat each other up at some level. Right. But then all the AL Central teams are going to play each other too. So anyway, I still think it'll be Tampa Bay and Toronto in the wild codes. Right. Well, they they get to play the Red Sox a lot, so... Right. But that's what I'm saying is the Red Sox should like embrace the role of the spoiler. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I still think the Whites, you know, the fan in me is still like the White Sox are gonna find a way to win this dumb division. Right. Yeah. And like there's a decent chance. Wait, what's the chances the Red Sox making the playoffs here? Not good. Uh four percent. Four percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ooh, we got a challenge here. Who are you guys playing right now? Toronto. Okay. What's the score? Two two. Who's winning? <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> the answer to that's always the Cubs. <clears throat> two Ferris- two. Toronto's winning. Ferris Bueller's day off. White Sox are up three one on Baltimore right now in the seventh. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. They'll find a way. Joe Kelly will come in in the eighth and fucking last time Joe Kelly pitched against the Royals, he hit two guys with a pitch and then walked in a run. What the fuck, Joe Kelly? That's awesome. I want to give a shout out. We haven't uh, podcasted in a while, but people are still listening to a dumb podcast. So that's really cool. Uh, That is cool. Las Vegas. New York City, Bend, Oregon, and Moscow. Thank you, Moscow. Yeah. Lancaster, Ohio, <laughs> Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Juneau, Alaska. Haven't seen that in a while. Uh, give us, if you listen to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Um, you could also listen to us on Spotify and or SoundCloud. Make sure to follow us on your social media applications. I'm a very angry, bitter member of White Sox Twitter. So follow us at Dump on the Dump on Twitter and listen to my rants. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I was actually went on Twitter the other day and you really, you really are pretty angry. Yeah, what was that? You got, uh, Tony La Russa. Oh yeah, that's how I found, that's how I initially found out you had turned on Tony Larusa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I God, the guy just is bad, and it, it, no, he's bad. Okay, here's my other hot take. I think he's the second best manager in the American League Central, after Francona, Rocco Baldelli. I don't think Rocco Baldelli's good. 
I used to think Rocco Baldelli was good, but like the twins are, are good this year, but I've, I don't know, maybe this is my eye test, but I would not want Baldelli to manage my baseball team. Twins are not good though. They're in second place in the place. Yeah. AL Central, mm-hmm. which means that they're worse than almost every team in the AL East. And Cleveland is overachieving, which I think is good for Francona. I used to like A.J. Hinch. He's the manager of the Tigers, but they're trash, and they right. should be better. They actually have some talented players on that base. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, Mike Staney is the manager of the Royals, and he's a scary, crazy person. And I would rather have old, drunk Tony Larusa than like QAnon Mike Matheny on my managing my team. Right, but not if your team was the Kansas City Royals. Let's right. be honest. Right. <laughs> Good. Uh. Kansas, we, we've got a losing record against the Kansas City Royals. The White Sox have a losing record against every other AL Central team except Detroit. Right. What is it? The Batman? It's, he's not the manager that we need. He's the manager we deserve or something like that. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Royals have a crazy, like anti-pornography Christian manager and the White Sox have a 78-year-old alcoholic. Alcoholic sausage slamming (laughs) manager. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's sad. You want to talk about steroids? (laughs) Sure. All right. So let's uh, head out west, the NL West and the sunny Beaches of California and our friend Fernando Tatis Jr. was suspended. Oh, Fernando Tatis Jr. For 80 games by Major League Baseball after he tested positive for the performance-enhancing drug Clostable, a synthetic anabolic steroid. Tatis claimed that he inadvertently took the drug because he was treating himself a ringworm. Since his suspension, Tatis's father... Fernando Tatis Sr., has come to his son's defense, saying that uh, Junior's suspension is a disaster for fans of baseball, especially fans for the Dominican Republic. So, Sam, my question for you is, what the fuck is going on with Fernando Tatis Jr. right now? Uh, Well, I don't really, you know, I don't want to... I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some controversial takes your way, which you're not gonna like. Okay. Um, and I want to. I'm excited. I want to. Um, and I want to temper this by saying I don't really know anything about Fernando Tatis Jr. or his character, and I'm I'm not trying to de- besmirch um, any of that. Yeah. Uh, because I I don't you know I'm not a I'm not a uh, San Diego fan and I don't really give a shit about Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, and I really just kind of know him from the highlight reels, right? Like that's kind of the extent of it. Um, he <clears throat> got in a motorcycle accident this off season, right? Broke his wrist, which is why he hasn't played it all this year. And now he gets jammed up with this 80 game suspension for doing steroids, regardless of how it happened. 
and the ringworm excuse is probably the fucking flimsiest shit. Oh, like, fucking regardless weird. of whether, fucking weird. regardless of whether or not you have ringworm, like you know, make sure you don't have steroids in your ringworm medication. It doesn't go that deep. You know what I mean? It's like it's not that hard. Yeah. So here's here's the take that I'm gonna throw out there, Joel, which I don't think you're gonna agree with it, me because. I, you're such a huge labor guy, all right? You ready oh, for this? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. I think I know where you're going, because... Do not give a 22-year-old man $350 million under any circumstances. It will not go well for that young man, okay? And I'm saying this for Fernando Tatis Jr.'s sake, as I much know. as the San Diego yeah. Padres. Yeah, I hear you. And you gave me... $350 million when I was 22 years old, I would be dead at 23 years old, okay? Like, you can't hold on, hold do on. that. I'm not giving you $300 million at once, though, right? It's only like, what, right. $35 million a year or something like that. Yeah, right. okay, fine. Point still stands. It's point still, you give me $28 million yeah. at yeah. 22 years old, I will be dead at 23. Or yeah. I will break my wrist on a fucking <laughs> motorbike that I bought having no idea how to drive or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that's what happened, but like- Wait, that's Madison I Bumgarner. I think that it's, what's that? What did Madison Bumgarner, he was the dirt bike. He was also dirt biking, yeah. 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 Okay, go ahead, sorry. Um, I think that it is, you know, and I want players to make their, you know, I want players to make their money. I think that the arbitration process needs to be seriously looked at but you can't like this this is guaranteed money that this guy has and you can't like i don't care how hard you've trained your whole life you're 22 years old like you're gonna make bad decisions with that money you know what i mean like you're gonna you're gonna do it and and you can't expect them not to do that you know um like you can't expect them not to be like oh maybe i can take this anabolic steroid or or even to be like Maybe I'll just take this ringworm medication from some weird doctor that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, like, Hollywood, or maybe it's like, Hollywood maybe it's like his medical clinic, right? Or it's like, oh, I got a weird venereal disease and yeah. I am embarrassed about it, so I'm going to this other doctor, so my regular doctor doesn't know about it and gives me a steroid to make it go away because I used a fake ass name because I don't want my girlfriend to know that I cheated on her or whatever the fuck. You know, like exactly. Again, I'm and not saying not that that's what happened. That's not even Deshaun Watson level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I brought, I, I, when we were talking about Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, and like those guys seem to be doing okay, but it's, it's just, it seems irresponsible to kind of guarantee all this money yo, to these well yo kids, my, my you know? boy Yoan Moncada it really likes making music videos. Right. But that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, you know, it's hard, you know, it's hard being 22 and uh, hard enough being 22. And then imagine being 22 with unlimited resources. It's right. Yeah. No, you that's really right. intense. Um, um I actually I, I I agree with you more than I think you think I would. The I would disagree with you because some I this is not the point you're making, but some Mets asshole on Twitter was saying, well, 
if the Mets had known that this would happen to Tatis, they would have never given Francisco Lindor the contract that they ended up giving him. And that's a bullshit excuse, right? Like I, don't, what, I, don't even, I don't even see the correlation between. I mean, his Francisco argument, Lindor is like 27, right? Exactly. And his argument. That's a huge difference. Yeah, that is it. That's a good. Yeah, there's a huge difference between 22 and 27. Like Mat- emotional and yeah. and mental maturity. There's a big difference between 22 and 27. Yeah, that's a really good fucking point. I agree with that. This this asshole's point was that Tatis's contract set the market price, and so the Mets had to pay Lindor close to that market price, which is does which is uh, I'm I'm not the, the guy is making a stupid point. Yeah, it's a stupid it, point. Because Manny Machado already set that market price before exactly. before Francisco Lindor. And before Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes, yeah. No, I totally agree with you about Tatis. And this is another thing about like, you know, musicians and actors and anybody else who unexpectedly becomes fabulously wealthy at a young age, like child actors, right? Right. The goddamn lives. It really does. And now you're making me question Fernando Tatis senior a little bit because often they're depending upon their parents to manage their finances and maybe their parents are not the best financial managers uh right well i don't know if that's the case either Um, i don't i don't quite understand what what like he was saying that it was bad for baseball that his son got banned for using steroids that he used and i didn't quite understand that i think yeah i disagree with him but i think if I'm going to give a charitable interpretation of what he's saying is, yo, how come these Dominican players keep getting busted for steroids? And and baseball is, MLB is trying to expand the game and you've got one of, I'm not going to say you're number one, but one of your most marketable superstars and you're suspending him for 80 games. In his dad, this is his dad talking, in his dad's opinion, for treating Ringworld. Right, but is he is he saying that he should get a pass? Is that what he's, because that's what I don't get. No, it's like, yeah, 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 right. I don't understand why, like, I don't care if it's ringworm medication. I don't care if he was trying to come back from his injury faster and made a bad choice. I don't, you know, whatever. The rule is that if you, have steroids in your system yeah and you can't like prove that they were like jammed down your throat by george steinbrenner or whatever (laughs) then then you you get an 80 game suspension i mean the rule is pretty cut and dry it doesn't matter if it's ringworm medication or whatever you're you get banned you get your ban that's the way it works yeah so it was Fernando Tatis saying that his son should get an exception from that? Is that what he's saying? That's what I didn't understand. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I do... Dominican players get busted on steroids at much higher rates than non-Dominican players. I think there are lots of systemic reasons for that. 
mostly with, you know, the recruiting of Dominican players. Um, right. And also that, I mean, historically, there's such a huge problem with the yeah. trainers in the Dominican Republic giving their players. Yeah. Right. Wasn't that a whole, yeah. It wasn't that a whole part of the first wave of the steroid thing was. Yep. People were like going to the Dominican in the off season, the train, and they were coming back twice the size. And I'm reading this right now on CBSSports.com. Tati Senior made these reports on a new show in the Dominican Republic. Gotcha. But so, if you're saying there's a discrimination against Dominican players, I mean, I think there, there's something to that. Um, so you, you're, do you think they're getting tested more often? or I think they're under higher scrutiny. I do. Isn't it supposed to be random? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I, if, if someone said MLB drug testing is not random, I would believe them. Right. And if, I, and, and if it discriminates against Dominican, and you could say, well, because Dominican players have this history of the DR having this, I mean, this is how systemic things work. Yes, the Dominican Republic has a shady history of these trainers and these agents pushing performance-enhancing drugs on their players and then sending them to Major League Baseball. That's true. Now, does that justify Major League Baseball placing their Dominican stars under increased scrutiny relative to their non-Dominican stars? I don't think so, but... <laughs> no, probably not. But wasn't Tatis here anyway when he was... I mean, I well, yeah, yeah. Tatis, like the ringworm thing. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, he's been Tatis, in the state for years. Tatis would add steroids in the system. So I don't think that we need to argue that he shouldn't be banned. Agreed. But I don't, I just don't understand why. Like, I don't understand what the argument is. Like, he shouldn't be tested or. I don't know. No, no. I mean, the argument is, and, and it's not an argument. Here, here, I'm going to phrase it as a question. Does Major League Baseball place higher levels of scrutiny on their Dominican players for use of performance-enhancing drugs than their non-Dominican players? And if so, is that justified? Hmm. I don't know. Let's ask Rob Manfred. We got to get him on the pod. Yeah, we do. And, and I've read that book, Baseball Cop, and I should do a book report on it because that's what I'm thinking about by Dominguez, uh, Eugene Dominguez, I think. Eddie Dominguez, I'm sorry. Eddie Dominguez, Baseball Cop. He talks a lot about that. And then there's Cuban players too, but the Dominicans are the, the ones where they're concerned about PED. Right. My last time, get Rob Manfred on here and ask him just first question okay, well, Why are you a baseball yeah. hating actually? Ratings? But before, no, we need to get Manny Ramirez on this podcast, yeah, uh, for completely unrelated reasons. I just want to hang out with Manny Ramirez, yeah. And, and I think he said he'd be on the podcast, so we got really to tweet at him. I don't know if he's on Twitter, I'll check that out. He needs to come on the podcast. Um, 
my last hot take about this Fernando Tatis Jr. situation. His teammates seem to not like him. When right. they all asked about this, they all said, we've gotten this far without him. We don't need him now. And that was real that surprised me. Manny Machado, and I'm not a Manny Machado fan. He said that. Uh Hosmo's gone. Juan Soto's just showed up. They're like, we like, I don't think Tatis's teammates like him. Right. Which is a red flag. That's a red flag for me about Tatis. If you're this young superstar and your teammates are like, this guy is unreliable and we're not standing up for him now. Right. Yeah. That that was a big sign to me. Yeah, it's not great. No, it's not great. And is he a bad teammate? Like, he's a... a one of the greatest superstars in Major League Baseball. Right, okay. But let's stop it right there, right? Yeah. Because yeah. people keep saying that, and they're like, Fernando Tatis, he's the face of baseball, he's the future of baseball. Dude's only played like two or three seasons in Major League Baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And last year, at least, and maybe the year before also, was pretty injury-riddled, as I recall. Yeah, he's done that a lot. One of them was 2020. Like, I don't buy that this guy is the superstar. I, you know, I feel like he probably has a lot of pressure on him to be that guy. Um, And maybe that's why he's making bad decisions or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy to me that there's kind of this, such this focus on this guy who's only been in the league for a couple of years, you know? Yeah. And is he fucking up his opportunity to be that face of Major League Baseball? Because I actually think if you asked me two years ago, he would have been my number two and number three most popular, most important player in baseball. And now maybe he's a top 10 guy. Right. I don't know, man. I think that I think there's a lot of hype involved with this guy and he's going to need to show me more before I can say any of that. Because like he's not even a shortstop anymore. Like well, and I'm just talking marketing, right? Like from a marketing perspective, yeah. he's fallen like Aaron Judge is having an MVP level. You've got Shohei Otani. You've got Juan Soto now on the same fucking team. And Juan Soto right. Way more important right now than Tatis. Yeah. Mike Trout is still alive for whatever that's worth. Um, maybe Vlad Guerrero Jr. Maybe Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. Uh, I just think that you know I think it was I mean it was A Rod I think said this because he's a fucking he's a fucking idiot anyway. Yeah, no, it wasn't A Rod. It was someone else. Someone's like this is going to cost him Cooperstown. And I was like, what are we even talking about Cooperstown? Like, this guy's, you know, this guy can't stay on the field. Yeah, no. That sounds exactly like something A-Rod would say. That guy's a yeah. one. But yeah. What A-Rod said is that well, I don't understand why people can't learn from my mistakes. That's what he said. 
Why didn't he learn from his mistakes? Also, what mistakes was he making? You know what I mean? Like if Fernando Tatis Jr. took a, a ringworm medication that had a banned substance in it, which I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that that's what happened, right? Because, uh, you know, it doesn't change a sentence or anything. If that's what happened, then that's fine. Sure. But that's a mistake. Yeah. A stupid mistake. Yeah. Popping hmm. up a fake, um, like, dietary supplement company as a funnel for your personal steroid use in Miami, <laughs> Florida, um, so that you can get like the boutique undetectable steroids from your personal pharmacist is not a mistake. That's like a, that's like a calculated thing. Hey Rod, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a different scenario than what we're dealing with Fernando Tatis Jr. here. Yep. Damn. All right, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know what our time at. I think we're at 45 minutes right now. Cool. Uh, you want to give me some Germany? Yeah, I went to Germany. So so one of the many reasons why we haven't podcasted in almost a month is that I fucking went to Germany uh, with Marin, friends of the podcast, Marin and Lewis, uh, NFL, and I'm going to talk to them to talk to us about NFL as soon as possible because football season's coming up. Went to Bavaria, went to Munich. One thing I learned about Munich, I was asking about soccer teams and uh, FC Bayern is the big soccer team in Bavaria, right? They're uh-huh. the teams that win the Bundesliga like a lot. But the people in Munich say, no, 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 no. That's what folks in the countryside root for. That's like, they're like the Patriots, right? Like, right. It's like, I'm in Boston and I'm like, who do I root for? And they're like, no, no, no. Only people in New Hampshire root for the Patriots. We root for Boston College or something <laughs> like that. Right. They were like, the, the 1860s is the name of this like minor league soccer team that is the team uh, of Munich of Munich. Yeah. And, and you got to get they're like blue and white. You got to get 1860 scope and everybody in Munich roots for the 1860s. And I thought that was. Huh. And are they any good? No, they suck. <laughs> yeah. Are they relegated? Yes, yeah, and I was like, are they ever going to get to the elite levels? And they were like, no, no, they're never, they're never going to, whatever, get promoted. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. I like that. I like, I like you city folk. That's cool. Um, there is German baseball. Apparently Ravensburg is the yeah. good baseball team in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get to go to any sports things. Uh, what what season is it there right now? They were just ending their baseball season. Ravensburg was like thirty and ten or something like that. Nice. So it it sounds like minor league baseball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like those guys all have day jobs. Exactly. 
yeah. at the soccer stadium, probably. <laughs> probably. Exactly. Yeah, no, uh, FC Bayern played a game while I was there, but I didn't watch it, and they won by a lot, like five to one against some other team. Uh, we spent the first, like, five days in Munich. That was awesome. People wear later hosen non-ironically, and I thought that was really weird. And <clears throat> Munich, how big is that city? Give me a little background on Munich. Like 1.2 million. Okay. About half the size of Chicago. That ain't um, small. What? That ain't small. It's not small, but, you know, like Indianapolis size. Right. Um, Is that, was that what you said to your sister's my, in-laws the whole time? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's not small. It's like, yeah, Indianapolis. Indi- yeah, they're from Indianapolis. <laughs> Uh, the crazy thing is that it has a fully functioning public transit, excuse me, public transit system. Cool. And so they've got a light rail from the airport. Mm-hmm. They've got a subway system. They've got a tram. They've uh-huh. got a bus system. And then, of course, like Euro tra- rail to any cities in the region. And I rode everything for free. Sweet. Why? Because nobody checks your ticket. So you just walk on there? and You just walk on there. <clears throat> I even got on a bullet train. And I was like, so I'll, at the end of the trip, I had to take the train back to Munich to catch my 5 a.m. flight. I fucked up and I missed my connection. And I just walked onto a bullet train. And I was like, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. Nobody checked my ticket. Nobody gave a shit. It was <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was amazing. So we did five days in Munich. And then uh, we did a day in the town of Augsburg, Germany. And then we rented a car and drove down to Fussing, Germany which is right at the foothills of the German Alps along okay. the Austrian border. And that was amazing. I've been, you know, I've seen the Cascade Mountains and the Rocky Mountains and the Appalachian Mountains. The thing about the Alps. The big. It's flat, flat. They're well, <laughs> not even that high up, but it is. Flat, 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 and then like straight up. Like there's no rolling hills leading you up to the mountains. Right. It's like immediately you're like, oh wow, boom, those are the mountains right there. It's very right. impressive. Yeah, and they're they're huge though, aren't like. That was a big it's one. huge, but the, the top peaks that we saw in the area were 6,000 feet above sea level. Oh, that's not that big. That's not that big, right. Um, but they're shooting straight up from, you know, a couple hundred feet above sea level. So they look very impressive, but they're not actually very tall in terms of height above sea level, which I thought was very interesting. 
Uh, we did go see Neue Schwanstein, which is the uh, Cinderella Disney castle. Right. Yeah, you told you sent me pictures. Yep, we saw that. And then uh, we took about a five-mile hike into the mountains, which was really cool, and spent the night in a cabin there and then took a boat. Because it wasn't, like, that wild. But it was very cool to take, like, a big five-mile hike into the Alps. And it's, it's just very, what's the word I'm saying, extreme, like, vertical on on every side so. cliffy cliffy did you see those guys who just uh like jump off the cliffs with their parachutes and then they just float up there yeah you could like, see them in the distance definitely and then the, like condors yeah yeah like condors and the next day we took a train uh not a tram like a what's the word <clears throat> we a, a cat like a a gondola up to the top to the mountain like gondola a, yeah kind of like or, a gondola yeah but uh, like a mountain Mot- train motorized like there was like 20 of us in the cars and it z- zipped up the mountain it was really cool and then we had lunch at the very top of a mountain that was about oh uh, it probably gave you good cheese no <laughs> No, the funny thing about that restaurant is that we had hot, like literally hot dogs and french fries. Like that's all right. Nice. See, because when I went to the Alps, I was in France. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I feel like that was a, they no, just gave you cheese everywhere you went there. It's like walk into a like store and they slap you in the face with a block of cheese. France, yeah. I did eat good food in Germany, but France has better food. I'm telling you, like, there was some good. I we had a couple of good sausage. I I texted you that picture of what we had at the Rats Keller in Munich. But uh, honestly, my two favorite meals were the really fancy British restaurant steakhouse we went to in Munich. I got filet mignon and uh, jumbo prawns. Nice. And then we had sushi one night. That was really good. <laughs> huh. I feel like you're missing out. I mean, I don't know anything about Munich food, honestly. You got some pretzels, though. You must have, right? Some pretzels. Got some goulash. The goulash was really good. Uh, potato pancakes was really good. But so heavy and greasy, man. Yeah, but you got to... When in Rome, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. Schnitzel, damn, man, I want to go to Germany so bad. Yeah, well, we should do that. There was one one good meal. I mean, we had lots of good meals. There was one good meal that uh, I'm thinking of where we just ordered, like, the, like, the fucking party platter. Yeah. And, like, three types of sausage, uh, mashed potatoes, and then duck. Like, like a quarter duck, that was amazing, uh-huh. and it was just like grab whatever you want off of the the sampler platter. Mm. I am also like, I need to go buy some duck. Definitely, you're making me hungry. <laughs> um, huh. that's cool. Where I was in France was 
when I was in the Alps. The reason I think they're so big is because I was at Mount Blanc, which is the tallest Alp. And that's a big ass mountain. Yeah, these mountains that I saw were like half the size of Mount Blanc. Right, less than. Yeah. Because that's a 16,000. 16, 16, yeah, Marin and Lewis were going to Mount Blanc later. They just got back. Oh, right. Yeah, they. Oh, cool. So I left. I was there for 10 days and then I left and came back and then they were going on to, to France. Yeah, they were going to see Mount Blanc. Well, I don't know if they because isn't Mount Blanc on the like the Swiss French border? Oh, maybe. Yeah, they I, they didn't say they were they might accidentally go into France because they still have the cars and they were going to see the Matterhorn and Mount Blanc. Cool. Yeah and do some hardcore hiking up in those mountains. So we'll have to ask. Mount you. Blanc spends the French, French Italian border. Oh, maybe they're not gonna see Mount Blanc. I don't know, I'll ask them. They were definitely seeing the Matterhorn. Cool. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, it was great. First time I've left the country since COVID. Great vacation. I highly recommend it if the opportunity is afforded to you. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. All right, who are the Red Sox playing next? I think we got one more with the Blue Jays, and then I don't know who we're playing over the weekend. Oh, White Sox are up 5-1 yeah. in the eighth on Baltimore. Blue Jays and Red Sox are tied 2-2 in the eighth. Cubs are beating the Cards. <laughs> What? I just typed in Red Sox schedule into Google to find out who they're playing tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And Red Sox schedule 2023 came up as a suggested schedule, as a suggested search before Red Sox <laughs> schedule 2022. That's so there's another they, sign that... They just released their schedules next year. Every team will play every team. The White right. Sox play every NL team at least one series, which is interesting. And they're cutting back on interdivision games. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to sign us off. Um, we should do this again, coming down the home stretch. I think I need to get on that Mariners bandwagon. Sam, yeah. I, I also want to get out to Thomas. Shout out to Thomas. I also want to get on that Mets bandwagon. How do you feel about that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I do too. I'm just not sure I'm ready to, like, I'm not sure I'm ready to give my approval to, uh, what's his name? Cohen. Cohen. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not sure I'm there yet. Yeah. That guy fucking sucks. But I like Buck Showalter. Yeah, because he's a zombie. He's a zombie. Um, yeah. He's a zombie attendant of Hillary Clinton. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. So, have you? Did you watch the new Game of Thrones that came out? The House of the Dragons. No. Yeah. Do I need to just? No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't want to. <laughs> You're gonna though. I should. 
I should. I'll get real drunk on Saturday night and stay up till two. Watch yeah. Stupid ass dragon shows that I don't even like. Well, I think there's just one episode, so it won't take that long. Okay. Oh, I thought. But there had... is, there is a really intense um, C-section scene. So just prepare yourself for that. Spoiler cool. alert. Yeah, really intense. Great. I hate. I like. Hate as graphic as you would ever possibly imagine it to be. That's so disgusting. I fucking hate these guys. Is there incest? No, but that's the thing, is that there should be, because it's about the incest family. But they don't even, like, mention... Yeah. <laughs> they don't even mention the fact that all of these people were already related to each other before they started having children together. Fucking hate this show. And people are still going to be like, well, that's how they actually did it in the Middle Ages. I read this. uh, There's been a lot of fun stuff on Reddit about it. And I just read this thing where one of the guys is black, one of the actors, you know? Uh And so, of course, one of the things that the people on the internet were really upset about was the casting of this black actor as this... (laughs) Targaryen, he's got white hair, you know, and violet oh, eyes. <laughs> and people and the and the actors was like, these are people don't have any problems with the accuracy of the dragons, but <laughs> throw black, throw yeah. black. No, 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 black people in <laughs> medieval Europe. Oh yeah, but the dragons, the dragons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was pretty fun. It was a pretty fun Reddit thing to go down. <laughs> All right. Man, Reddit All right. is the worst. We get, we get, yeah, we get, fuck Reddit. Right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up Ostensibly a Baseball Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Again, uh, if you're listening to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Follow us on your social media applications. Twitter at Dump on the Ump, Instagram at Dump on the Ump, Facebook at Dump on the Ump. For Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm going to leave you and the time is wrong.